talking about the red trailer uh the red trailer is good i thought the fight went on a little too long but it was a pretty good uh yeah overall it was pretty good that was the earliest thing made for that show it was extremely by bullshit she's yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) i just love like black and red color schemes you know Uh uh-huh mm-hmm Okay, I'm gonna get. That's why we know that you're a firebender at heart. <laughs> I wish. No, I don't wish. Wait, that's also just Asami's color scheme. I was going with Shadow the Hedgehog. That's the joke I was trying to set up. Oh, okay. You're the Shadow the Hedgehog of this podcast. <laughs> she laughed because I'm true. I mean, I'm right. It's true. Welcome to White Lotus Radio. I was literally waiting for you to stop talking so I could intro, but let's just do it. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Allie. Welcome to a new spiritual age. I'm Nora. <laughs> I need to buy a pop filter, I think, because I'm just, like, breathing directly into this microphone constantly. Anyway, uh, this week, White Lotus Radio, we're talking about the start of book three, Change, of Legend of Korra. I don't have the episode titles. The episode titles are on my phone. <laughs> the first is A Breath of Fresh Air. Oh, Second get it? Is re- it's a joke. Yeah. The Fresh Breath of Prince Air. Stop. <laughs> this is bad. The, the episode two is Rebirth. In the South Pole, born and raised, training with White Lotus, I spent most of my days, and then something about my mom shipping me to Republic City. It's a, fr- it's a Fresh Prince that's, joke. That's not how the show went. Yeah, it's not. I can- Look, I'm not a talented rapper like uh, Mr. Smith, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> I did the best I could. Do you have a Do you have a nom de rap? Um Do I have Huh, I I've never had a rap name. I've never had a rap name. It's probably like MC Coffee, right? No, it's definitely not that. Why not? Cuz then you give me Mick Coffee. <laughs> I came up with a bunch of good AKAs one time, but none of them are good rap names. <laughs> the only one I remember right now is um, Legend of Zelda the Breadmaker, because, you know. <laughs> the one you use for me that I remember the most is AKA Greedo, because I'm making that money. I know, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's very good. <laughs> Do you think George Lucas named him Greedo because he's green? Or because he... Oh, I guess it's probably just literally because he's greedy. <laughs> I think that's probably it. Oh. You tweeted... Or you retweeted yesterday that Harry Potter is British Naruto, and I've never been angrier <laughs> in my life. <laughs> is it wrong? It's not wrong. I think Naruto might be less racist than Harry Potter. Have I have I expressed my um, Harry Potter opinions on this podcast before? Not on the podcast. M- is it just fuck Harry Potter? My my Harry Potter opinion is that I still really like Harry Potter, and I am on the wrong side of history. Everyone else is right, and I am wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. 
I thought maybe for a second I would like try to defend you, and then I was like, well... No, Harry Potter's pretty trash. I don't actually care about Harry Potter. It's bad. It's just bad. Should we... Maybe if there were if there were any like good aspects of the world building at all, I might care, but I'm I'm very blessed in that I like reread those books um about like I'm I reread those books about 10 months before I realized I was a girl and about 6 months before I realized that um JK Rowling is a turf and I think mm-hmm. like if I had waited even, like, one more day to start my rereading, like, that all would have fallen apart, and I would... I wouldn't have even enjoyed that reread. So. I own all of the movies except for one, because, uh... When I moved into this apartment, my stepdad gave me, like, a tied-up Walmart bag full of Harry Potter DVDs. (laughs) Most of them unopened... I don't like Harry Potter. <laughs> he just gave me seven of the eight movies in a bag. And I haven't watched any of them because I don't really care about Most of it. those movies are bad. I think there's like... The last two are good and there's one other good one. The movies are fine. I just smacked my microphone by accident, so that's going to be exciting. I didn't hear anything, Um. So. I, I, I don't like Azkaban's most of those movies. Azkaban's like the the one good movie, right? Is that well, what, is so that like the, the consensus, like Azkaban is a good movie. Um, they got a really talented director on Azkaban. Um, uh, but like, if you watch Azkaban after ha- having just read the book, like I did last time I watched Azkaban, it kind of sucks because like, Azkaban like. A is the best book, and B like sows the all the plot seeds for the rest of the series. And I guess J.K. Rowling didn't bother to tell the writer and director, or the writer director didn't care, <laughs> because it's just kind of a fun, goofy movie. Uh, I disagree on a couple of those points because I highly uh, doubt that Rowling was planning that far ahead. That's fair. That's fair. But I think by the time the third movie came out, like more of the books were out or something. I don't know. I genuinely don't don't know know how the timeline works. Was seated in Azkaban that is important later. Huh? I don't know that there was that much seated in Azkaban. I mean, like a lot of like, um, because that's where they introduce uh, Sirius Black, and there's like Mm -hmm. all his stuff is in Azkaban, and um. Very, very sure. little of it is in the movie. Mm-hmm. This is my take. I'm I'm wrong for also, liking Harry like, Potter. I want to stress that the most important the most important things for the end of that series are introduced in the last book. That's a fair. That's fair. That last book sucks. The seventh book is not good. Hey, it's not the worst one. No. No, that's Chamber of Secrets, but it's not good. No, <laughs> no. Which, which is your least favorite of these books? <laughs> oh, it's oh, I don't know if it's least favorite, but Cursed Child is well. A, I didn't even an absolute train wreck. I have never read that. I will never read it. I'm not seeing it on stage or whatever. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I'm gonna pretend it doesn't exist. But I just have zero interest in ever engaging with that. You know. But 12 years from now, when they make the movie adaptation. That's true. I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they're making these Fantastical Beast trash movies instead of. I've been told that I would like those, or at least the one that's out. But, like, it... the Harry Potter setting is super boring and, like, not filled in at all. So. Right. Um, like, it's like, a. It's a I'd decent. Play a tabletop game, I guess. Because then I can, like, make shit up. But yeah, I don't care about American wizards. Like, yeah, the, the whole setting's fucked up for me because it's like, oh, y'all can just solve all these problems and you're not doing it mm-hmm. for some reason? Yeah, Because you're afraid you're going to be persecuted for magic? 
Because you have superpowers? It's like the X-Men problem taken to the next level, you know? Because, like, the problem with X-Men is that, like, they have superpowers and, like, actual real marginalized groups do not have superpowers. I can't shoot lasers from my eyes. But, like, Harry Potter, like, takes that weird, like, weird part of X-Men and, like, makes it a billion times worse by making these quote-unquote marginalized groups secret. And I don't even think that, like, Harry Potter is usually a metaphor for marginalized groups, but, like, yeah. But, know. yeah, and then they're, like, withholding, like, magical medical procedures and the ability mm-hmm. to conjure food. Mm-hmm. And, like... Also, they own slaves, and it's just fine. Like, everyone's fine with their being slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple types, too, mm-hmm. actually. Because there's... There's, um... What are they called? House elves. House elves? I get the feeling that's not what they call themselves. Yo, I had never thought about that, and I just connected <laughs> it to a very racist term in my head, and I'm so upset right uh-huh. now. Yeah, huh. yeah, you did, huh? Oh no! Oh no! I wonder if they're not even elves. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Fuck, fuck off, J.K. Rowling. More like J.K. It was just kidding. It was not good. Got him. Nail it. Ugh. what's the matter? Are you stupefied now? Shut up. I'm going to severus this podcast connection. I'm... I'm, um... I'm dumbfounded, Oldor, at how bad these puns are. You ever think about they have a class that's called Dada? What? (laughs) Defense Against Dark Arts, Dada. Oh. Is that where they teach about, like, Art that doesn't have any meaning. Oh. Oh, no, that's Dada. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dadaism. I don't want to... I don't... I don't know about your position on Dadaism, but the, I, I don't think this is an a- anti-Dadaism podcast. No, I... Yeah. I think in our discussion of this season of Legend of Korra, we will reveal more of our true colors. <laughs> um, I'm going to plug in my laptop real quick, and then we should talk about Korra, maybe. <laughs> But first, I was just going to say that Gilderoy Lockhart's probably the only good thing from Harry Potter. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) He's total garbage and, like, actually a character, feels like. I fucking hate this. (laughs) No, but hear me out. He's the only villain that's, like, fleshed out. No, <laughs> I'm not doing no? this. I'm not doing this. I I can't. I'm too sleepy to come up with a counter argument, and I can't even like think of who the other ones are <laughs> right now. Gilderoy Lockhart's the most like realistic villain because he's just a shitty fucking the, capitalist. Okay. That's fair. But then they like try to make it like sad and like come out on his side. What? Yeah, because like he loses his memory, and then like. Well, they will like see him in the wizard hospital every now and then and it's just like maybe Lockhart wasn't a bad guy after all because it's really sad now these books have no idea how to like take a definitive stance on every on anything they both sides fucking everything Dumbledore was like accidentally a fascist collaborator or whatever because he was gay and like any any great development with Lockhart is then undercut by like they try to make him sympathetic later. Oh, it's I'm not talking about development. I just mean like execution of having a villain for that episode of the of the series. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I wonder I wonder like I wonder if that's if there's any meta to that, right? Of like 
I wonder if J.K. Rowling knows enough shitty authors that she based this Oh, I'm sure. On. I'm sure. <laughs> because, like, wasn't, like, the first book, like, shopped around to, like, a dozen different editors and they all turned it down or something? And then I don't know. That's what every author says. Yeah, that's true. But like, <laughs> I can, I can imagine a world wherein, except for Christopher Perlini, because his parents own the publishing company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just self-published. Yeah, your family owns the company. <laughs> hey, Nora. I'm, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and then we can talk about cars. Okay. Okay. I'll be right back. No worries. I'm all alone now, listeners. No one's here but me. Gonna get real close up on this unpop-filtered mic. And you could just hear all of this, except when Nora cuts it. Hello, Nora, in the editing process. I'm sorry I've given you a difficult decision. I'm gonna read some tweets. Here's a very good tweet from my friend Erica. I read the spoilers for The Last Jedi before it came out and decided right then that it was the best Star Wars movie. Maybe I'll watch it someday to confirm. Who knows? Got more funny tweets. I didn't even mean to like that tweet, but I liked that tweet. Um, It's like a 3 out of 10 tweet, but I liked it. I'll like any tweet you post. If you if you tweet, I will like the tweet. I like fucking anything. Bullshit. What am I doing? Why am I speaking? I could just stop. You could, yeah. <laughs> I was had a weird feeling that you were back and was just gonna I just got back. Okay. <laughs> I heard something about like a tweet. I was just doing some ASMR because I don't know why I was doing ASMR, but I did it. I'm going to edit some of that stuff out, yeah. but I'm going to keep as much of it as I can. Okay, that seems good. Should we talk about The Legend of Korra? Uh, no, now that it's good, we should talk about other stuff instead. <gasps> okay, I was... I, okay, can I tell you the fear that was in my heart last night? Uh-huh. So I there there were still some missteps, but like I overall really liked these two episodes and I was so worried that you were just going to hate these two episodes and that this was going to become the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I'm glad that you liked the show. <laughs> okay. Can I open with a statement? Open with a statement. Zahir can get it. Zahir can get it. Yo. Zahir? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Zahir can get it. Um. Also, I like how you can hit somebody with lava and not kill them. Yeah, that's definitely how that works. You just use it to cut through, like, two and a half foot thick wood, and then you just... Knock it you can just somebody and it hit just someone with it, but like, well, okay. To be fair, and we're jumping way ahead here, but to be fair, like, there's a lot of blatant disregard for human life from Zahir and crew, and uh, I wouldn't be sure. surprised if like those White Lotus people were killed by the magma. That's fair. We're entering the part of the show where it's like, like everyone is jet. Everyone is jetting all over the place, and it's like... What are you even oh, are saying they... right now? <laughs> Did Jet die? No. Yes? Mm. You... Hard to say, because it's a kid's show, <laughs> so they couldn't show it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That's how they handle death in, these, in this show, and now they're, like, ramping up to characters that are killing people and they can't actually show that yeah but like they can't show it but also um at one point zahir kicks a dude into a pit of lava or magma or whatever i mean we don't see him hit the lava we don't 
But, like, he's definitely kicked into that pit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he was plot bending. Oh, 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 oh. This was really um, important for me to say, and I just remembered it. Um, I want to give a content warning on these episodes. I think episode two specifically, if I'm remembering correctly, because um, there's, like, a guy, like, in one scene, like, standing on a bridge and thinking about jumping, and it's, like, not too bad nothing like happens happens but like it's a it's like a frightening thing and i wanted to say that in the episode in case anyone's like listening to these and then watching the show like it was a visual that was like mm-hmm. a little tough for me to deal with for like five seconds and then it was good and so i wanted to mm-hmm. shout that out we should probably start at the start of this episode instead of jumping into how zahir could get it i mean okay <laughs> So, we open um, two weeks after Harmonic Convergence, and there are still vines all over the city, and uh, Korra has been trying to figure out how to get rid of them, and Jinora helpfully points out... (coughs) Sorry. um, Jinora helpfully points out that, like, maybe we don't need to get rid of them, this is where the spirits live... Uh, If you're going to intermingle the spirit world and the physical world, like, this is kind of something you just have to deal with, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm. Korra does not like that proposal at first and um, goes out and gives a press conference and, like, they talk about her poll numbers and the president's poll numbers and it's a very weird thing. Like, who is... Are you... You don't vote the avatar out. Yeah. If you don't like the avatar and you want a new avatar, there's only one way to get a new avatar. Yeah. Um, Which I think Zaheer... Well, no, Zaheer is bent on not the avatar. They talk about that a little bit. They hint that, that Zaheer... Zaheer is hinted at wanting to end the avatar cycle, and so I was going to make a joke about Zaheer trying to kill the avatar to get a new one, but um, that's just not true is not true uh, uh, yeah i don't remember what ha- i don't know how that's gonna happen i'm sure that's a plot point later on as to what that plan is but... i mean like all we all we know at the end of these two episodes is that like he's he says something about the avatar's time will come to an end and it was said to me in a way that he wants to end the cycle because like what would be the point of just killing the avatar for funsies Revenge? I guess. Some people like to fuck with the Avatar. Some people just like to fuck with the Avatar, I guess. Yeah, like my one of my favorite characters ever. He just likes to fuck with the Avatar sometimes. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. I think in this season, question mark? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you know who I'm talking about anymore. I thought you were talking about Zuko. I thought you were talking about, like... You're half right. (laughs) Um, And that's a joke. It's a pun. See if y'all can figure it out at home. I'm so lost. I'm... I'm I'm continually (laughs) just accepting that I remember, A, none of this show, and B, none of the original show, because you talk about stuff, and I'm like... Oh right. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh it's fine. It'll be fine. Um Boomy finds out he is an airbender. Um That's cool. Um there are other airbenders in Republic City. Uh Harmonic Convergence has made airbenders, and that's kind of the big plot point from these. Um mm-hmm. And then a lot of episode one is spent on kind of establishing how stuff has changed um, with the vines and with the airbenders and with the spirits. And the other thing that episode one spends time on is that, like, Korra and Tenzin just have, like, a good conversation one time about, like, Korra's shortcomings as a person. Or, like, Korra, like thinks critically about who she is and what she's done and wonders if she needs to change anything about herself 
It's it's wild. It's unheard of in this television program. <laughs> uh, there's also another thing Cora does a lot in these two episodes. Which is? Well, she's not hanging out with Bolin, and she's not hanging out with Mako. Mako. <laughs> Who's she hanging out with? Um, She is hanging out with, quote, a girlfriend like I've never really had before. <laughs> I knew I knew <laughs> you were going to bring up the fact she says that she the word calls girlfriend. Her a girlfriend. <laughs> I literally I look, like I know we're a long way away, but I literally paused the show and like stood up and danced a little bit and it was like ah! <laughs> You say we're a long way away, but that's like the last shot of the series. I know. I know. <laughs> but then there's there's like all these like little moments where she she's just hanging out with Asami all the time now. Or like there's one bit in episode two where she's clowning on Mako and um then she just like looks back and like sees that Asami is smiling and she smiles. You know. Um Like you do. Like with you do. your best friend. Your best, like, super platonic mm -hmm. buddy. Yeah. Just gals being pals. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's... Episode one is just a good episode, and I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't know. From this moment forward, Cora and Asami are dating, and I don't really care if the show ever presents me with evidence to the contrary. They're dating at this point. They started dating in the two weeks between seasons two and three, and at some point, Asami is like, "Hey, uh, I kissed Mako while you were gone," and Cora is like, "Yeah, I. It's okay. I kissed him while he was dating you." <laughs> Which is different because they had broken up when yeah. Sami kissed. <sighs> Mako's bad. Mako's bad. Mako spends these two episodes getting like totally dunked on constantly, and it was good. It was. Mako. It was okay. Mako sucks in these two episodes, but like Korra mercilessly making fun of him constantly. Cathartic. I guess. Could have been more. Could have been more. Could have been more. Um, I can't, like, at 17, I can't imagine them staying friends after that. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Like, when I was 17, friendships were ended for much more frivolous, like, relationship dramas than actual, like... Breakups and cheating multiple, and... Multiple time cheating. <laughs> Are they 17? I thought they were 19. I think they're 17. Huh. Okay. Um, so yeah, they all set out on a quest to... Um, they're going to the Earth Kingdom to find all the airbenders that have been popping up there and are just, like, shocked to find that, like, not everybody could just abandon the lives they have for the fat past few decades to come be an air nomad suddenly. Um, mm-hmm. It's a nice moment because after uh, Tenzin is telling Korra, oh, you just need to accept change and you need to accept that there will be struggles and blah, 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 he cannot accept these things at all because, yeah, it's just like a good it's, contradiction. It's a little bit, it goes against kind of what the show has been talking about to be like okay now we're gonna rebuild the air nomads as a nation and a culture right based around airbending right but i think like it's pretty they've done so much to separate the bending and the elements and the magic from the cultures themselves and they've done so much to like specifically say we have to move forward and adapt and the idea that they're still gonna like immediately turn that around and be like we need to reestablish the air nomads as a as like a country and a, a culture and fuck whatever culture you had before you're now part of this culture mm -hmm. i it's so like 
to me, I thought the show was making it very clear that Tenzin is misguided and stuff, but also, like, the rest of the cast goes along with it, and if they were if they were quitting their air nomad quest at the end of the second episode like or realizing it was foolish at the end of the second episode i would feel better about that um mm-hmm. than i do um i mean they're going to quit that quest they will soon in this yeah nothing gets to carry over between seasons so don't worry <laughs> Because yeah, it's like the show is trying to make it very clear that it's misguided, but like they're not they don't realize it yet, even though the show realizes it. It's a very weird contrast. Um also they have an airship and it's Final Fantasy now. Yeah. They just get an it's airship. A, it's an okay airship. Yeah. Not my favorite airship ever, but it's a decent airship. Hey, you know what? What? These episodes were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And you know who wasn't in them? Who? Varric. What? What? Just probably just a coincidence, but... (laughs) I feel like a status debuff has been removed from the show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. (laughs) I mean, he's coming back. Shut up. You're You're not free of Varric. I know. <laughs> what, else? what else? So let's talk about Zaheer. Let's talk about Zaheer and his... Maybe we can talk about Kai also if you want. I don't really have much to say about Kai. Um, I was disappointed that, that Kai shows up and immediately, like, it's like a weird romance thing between him and Jinora. Uh, that was a bummer. Well, the, the, that's here to stay. Yep. <laughs> it's just the rest of the show. It might it might just be the rest of season three, but I, I don't know. I don't remember if it's in season. No, four. remember nothing gets to carry over between <laughs> seasons. Um, one thing carries over between each season. At the end of season one, Mako and Koro start dating, and that carries over. Mm-hmm. At the end of season two, harmonic convergence happens, and that carries over. So the and whatever the one thing about season three is, it carries over. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that'll be yet. I Yeah, I can't remember season four right now. And it's not worth looking up. Um, let's talk about Zaheer and his merry band of fools, or whatever the Robin Hood thing is called. Uh, Zaheer and the Breakfast Club. Yeah, there we go. Zaheer and so Charlemagne Zaheer... and... Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the other two on the Breakfast Club. Sure. Hmm basket case no i'm thinking i'm thinking of the breakfast club the rap radio show in new york angela Yee and the uh the one who got mad at Jesus and miro you've chosen an interesting audience for this joke <laughs> let's see if it pays off it would pay off much better if i could have just told it and moved on instead of like spending minutes nah. agonizing about who is in the breakfast club um so Zaheer is a like a an air nomad philosophy enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Uh he quotes some poetry. And that's it's interesting to have like a character that's so inspired by parts of the culture that have to do with bending when they can't bend yeah that's always one of my favorite things about zaheer and we'll get into it more later but like i i really like this aspect of zaheer's character and also like an evil airbender is cool yeah yeah because we've only ever had one vision of airbenders in the show and so Granted, we had to have Harmonic Convergence provide us with this new version of Airbenders, but, like... But I like the reversal of the pacifism of the Air Nomads Mm -hmm. into, like, a sort of... Like, um, Zaheer is violent, and Zaheer is, like, deadly, um, even before he's a bender, you know? But he's also, like, very precise. He's very precise, yeah. And like he he is 
he you can see the airbender like the air nomad style in in what he's doing because he is hmm I, I don't know how to explain the vibe I'm getting from Zaheer, where it's like the calm and the there's the a peace. certain aloofness that comes from being able to adapt and react to anything that the airbenders right. do. Right. And seeing that focus with this edge of like murderous intent mm -hmm. is like a cool reversal in the way of like of just like bringing the same idea to a different conclusion yeah because he's like he can he's calculating everything he he i got a lot of like he's calculating the moves he makes like he he knows the precise order he needs to go bust his friends out in um he knows mm -hmm. the precise ways to do it um, but he's still very much like, at least in the combat so far, and I think later in the show, um, kind of like goes with the flow too and can react and like pivot, um, from what he calculated. He's also like, I mean, he's very detached. Yes. Because that's part of his philosophy. Yes. Um, so we don't really see him lose his cool mm -hmm. i think that'll happen later on but <laughs> yeah for now uh we'll get there he just he just seems very competent in a way that unalak and aman didn't <laughs> yeah i mean unalak was or not unalak aman was like constantly competent it's just that aman I don't think so. I think that Amon was written the way that the writers thought that a cool, smart character would, yes, would be. Yes, that's a good. That's a good way of putting it. That is a very good way of He's putting like it. He's like Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. He's just written to be cool and smart, but he doesn't really earn that through action. Yeah. That much. That's the thing I was trying to think of, and like you put it, you put it better. I feel like showing Zaheer actually doing things and like having these victories early on is a is a good move that didn't happen with the other two Fitlands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and since since Korra doesn't have a Zuko, uh I think this is a good move cuz like with Zuko you could set up that character in the pilot for Last Airbender and keep it going throughout the the show because he was going to be around he's going to be a recurring villain right they haven't really done anything and they already feel more um like dangerous than unavatu right did. well because unavatu is just a giant man yes whereas like <laughs> we're tentacles. introduced to these um to these villains in like these very elaborate prisons you know mm-hmm um, yeah it's like uh, Kung Fu Panda. It's just like Kung Fu Panda. I that's not a bit. <laughs> yeah, no. I was literally I was watching the episode in, last night and I was like, this reminds me of some other cartoon and I cannot remember what it is. And I'm so thankful that you said Kung Fu Panda because now I am free from this mental prison. <laughs> Someday I will know what Kung Fu Panda sounds like in English. Currently, I only know what it sounds like in German. <laughs> what have you only watched Kung Fu Panda in German? Yeah, and the TV show also, um, because it was on when I was living in Germany. Oh, I forgot you lived in Germany. Yeah, for a little while. Um, in the Kung Fu Panda, what is it, Legends of Awesomeness? Is that the Something TV show? like that. It's something dorky like that. There's one specific episode where everybody in the village tries to, to punch Poe. Is it Poe? Yeah, I think character? it's Poe. Uh, but, like, everybody, every single character in the village wants to hurt him. And I don't know why. I don't know why ev literally everyone is hunting him <laughs> like zombies. But I've seen that episode, like, four or five times in German. I've seen um, Finding Nemo in German four or not in German, in Spanish four or five times. Because, like, okay. I took five years of Spanish in middle school and high school. 
and like if there was a substitute um usually substitutes couldn't speak spanish and so we just had to show a movie (laughs) and there was only like two movies in the high school library in spanish huh and one of them was finding nemo what was the other one Uh, i don't remember off the top of my head we didn't see it nearly as much as finding nemo because it wasn't like I want to say it was, was like a Bug's Orange. Life or something, and Bug's Life just was not oh. as popular. I disagree. I like Bug's Life better than Finding Nemo, but I think it, w- it was not as popular. Bug's Life is like the second best Pixar movie. I'm not saying you're wrong. I might have it at like three or four, but like Bug's Life is pretty solid. I mean, granted, that's be- just because it's it's just Seven Samurai. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's just that movie. I know... I, I really like The Incredibles, but I don't, like, I I feel like other people love it more than I do, even though I think it's the best Pixar movie. Can I, can I give you my spicy take? Is it that The Incredibles is, like, Watchmen but good? It's like a fucking garbage movie. It's a... It's, oh, okay. it's terrible. I hate that movie. <laughs> I have always hated that movie. That? And once I found out it was like objectivist AF, I was like, I am vindicated. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I think um, the director I was reading all Dylan sorts of Ayn Rand and stuff when um, he was making that movie. Because if everyone is special, no one is, Nora. Yeah, that was the villain. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. I've just never liked The Incredibles and... Um, Wait, no, 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 because, like, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because Dash is the one who says if everyone is special, no one is, but he's, like, early no, in the it's movie. Not. And so he no, probably goes. No, that's not what Dash says. That's what Syndrome says. I'm pretty sure Dash also says it, though. I, it, I'm i no, not going to argue about The Incredibles because I haven't watched that movie Syndrome forever because I hate it. Syndrome says that at the end of his villain monologue because <laughs> his plan is to make everybody super. But I think, but I think, like, when he says it, it's a callback to earlier in the movie. But I could be wrong. It's a callback to when he said it when he was a kid, maybe. Oh, maybe. Because we had the we had the flashback of Young Syndrome. Maybe. Like I say, I haven't seen that movie in forever because I don't like it. I, so I'm I'm we, probably wrong and we stupid. We need to watch that for this podcast no. because I think you're misremembering something. No. <laughs> it not. does have a garbage like cheating plot line in it. I'm not watching any of that movie. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be Violet, okay? That's fair. That's valid. Are there any are there anyone from Pixar movies who I want to be? No, the thing about Dash that you're probably thinking of is the fact that he has super speed and he's on the track team and his parents are like, "Don't don't use your superpower. No, go speed up. No, but not not too fast. It could a good second place." <laughs> I'm trying to think if there are any Pixar characters that I want to be. Um, but yeah, we're not watching. Uh, we're not watching The Incredibles. It... I refuse. <laughs> what about Incredibles 2? I'll probably see that movie um, against my better judgment. The more about the more I talk about The Incredibles, the, le- the more I'm like, okay, it was fine. So <laughs> maybe... Is there a is there a secret is there a secret like Pixar movie that I'm not remembering? Um, do you want to just do do you want to just do like the very quick Pixar show? Because like I feel very I love Pixar movies um and like have strong feelings and I've got a list of Pixar movies here. If you want to just like we can go through those or okay. I can just like try and tell you. I can Hit ask me for with takes. some names and I'll give you my my gut reaction hot takes. Toy Story fine the whole series or just the one movie just the one movie how do you feel about toy story 3 because that was my favorite of the three maybe no maybe mm, i don't know nope. if that's true i i'm not gonna put toy story 3 at the bottom but uh i need to see toy there. story 2 again because i've seen toy story and toy story 3 a lot but i haven't seen toy story 2 hey, in forever if you've seen toy story 3 you've seen toy story 2 okay how about monsters inc 
Uh, the uh, the Game Boy Color video game is is good. I had a uh, not Game Boy Color, but like just a Game Boy game of A Bug's Life, and that game was pretty decent. I think it was like really the hard. The PS1 game of A Bug's Life was one of my favorites growing up. Huh. Monsters Inc. is interesting. Uh, I I here's the thing. I don't think I love any. The Pixar the two actually. the two Pixar movies that I love like with my entire heart are Wall-E and Up. Like those are. I love those. Uh, 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 Finding Nemo. Uh, Finding Nemo is like fine. Like Finding Nemo is like a perfectly good movie. You know, it's like a seven out of yeah, ten. It's fine. It's a three out of five. Uh, you know. I guess that seems a bit generous, but I'm an asshole also. So it's like I like looking at Finding Nemo, and like sometimes I don't really pay attention to the plot for like twenty straight minutes, but like it's pretty i saw it a lot at church yeah see that's what i'm saying is that like in my high school and middle school like just everyone loved finding nemo and so like we just watched finding nemo a lot you know and like i don't like that movie but it was on a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, the there are two uh pixar movies that i probably would like if i saw them but we'll get there cars uh Cars is, mm, Cars is like two out of five. Like Cars is not terrible, but it's not good. Cars was better in two thousand six than it is now. That's probably true. That's probably uh, true. Also, wait, it does have Larry the Cable Guy in it. So yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Ratatouille. You've never seen Ratatouille? Yeah, it's like, I've I've seen like every Pixar movie through. Toy Story 3, and then I haven't seen, except for Ratatouille, and then, like, after Toy Story 3 is when I get a little more spotty. Um, I saw a lot of Ratatouille because for, there was a time when my little sister watched it in the car every day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wally. Wally, I love. Wally, I've seen Wally in the theaters. Um, I saw it when it came out in theaters, and then they did, like, I think before Brave came out, like a local theater was just showing a bunch of Pixar movies, and I went to see Wally. Wally is amazing. Wally is is pretty good. It's, I, I also it understand seven. when people don't feel as strongly about Wally as I do. You know, here's the thing: is that I, when I was growing up, I was raised in a household that was very extremely hardline anti-environmentalist. Oh, like. Yeah, so... I don't... My dad took me to see mm-hmm. An Inconvenient Truth when I was 10. Huh. Yeah. I didn't get it at all. <laughs> Up. Up Up is, like, maybe top 10 movies for me. Um, I've known people who hate Up, and, like, it's fine. Like, I don't... Like, I get it, but, like, I... I have zero feelings about Up. I, I just very... Pat- and, like, people... A lot of people say that, like... That opening montage about the um, mm-hmm. about his life is like the best part, and the rest of that movie is bad. And like, I I'm okay with that opinion, but like, I think the rest of that movie is really good, and it weirdly like repackages like Apocalypse Now for children, which is like a bold choice. Um. Hmm. Uh, I don't I don't really have any emotions or feelings about up at all it's also like it's fine i imagine if i saw up for the first time this week i would not as passionately love it as i did like seeing it for the first time when it came out or whatever you know Mm-hmm. yeah cars 2 i don't know that i've ever seen that same i have not seen brave and i would probably like it i i want to give brave a second shot because the movie that was advertised is very different from the movie that exists, and I was disappointed that I didn't see the movie I was expecting, but I think if I saw it again now, I would like it better. Hmm. Because, um, uh, the trailers... I remember all of the merchandise, because that was the year that I was working at, that I started working at Toys R Us. Oh. <laughs> um... Yeah, the trailers kind of sold this, like, huge adventure movie, and it's much smaller than that. But, like, mm-hmm. I think that's... 
I think that's fine, and I think now that my expectations would be in the right place if I saw it again, I would like it better, maybe. Monsters University. Haven't seen it. Me either. <laughs> Inside Out. Um, it's, uh, it's fine. I saw it like twice in theaters because I was that was like at the peak of my like film buff time, and um, ooh, <laughs> we're getting yeah, that's a dark time in my life. Um, so I saw Inside Out twice, and like, it's good. It's the same director as Up, and so I wanted to like it more than I ended up liking it. I think. Hmm. The Good Dinosaur. I haven't seen it. I'm hoping I'm going to read one of these and you you won't even recognize it. <laughs> I I genuinely forget that Finding Dory came out. Like I'm like staring at it. I was like, did that movie really come out two years ago? Wow. I guess so. Cars three came out. Cars three is a movie year. that you could watch with your eyes, I suppose. It came out last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Coco is, but I've heard nothing but really, really good things about it. I really want to see Coco very badly. Um, the last thing on this list that I've seen, the most recent Pixar movie I've seen, is honestly probably Toy Story 3, which was in 2010. That was eight years ago. Oh Remember that movie that was all about Toy Story nostalgia? That was eight years ago. Oh my god. What's 22 minus 8? I can't do math, even though I have a degree. Um, 14. 14. I was 14 when that came out. I was 17. I was... Nora, that was so long ago. That was, like, right when was... I started posting on movie forums, too. Like, I remember having conversations, <laughs> and it was, like, very early on. I was posting on movie forums for, like seven years oh my god is that i mean listen I've, I've posted on some places online for a long time that are probably mm -hmm. uh music forums are probably preferable to them <laughs> no. nora did you know that toy story 4 is coming out next year no it's not that is what it says on this wikipedia article Toy Story 4, June 21st, 2019. Why the fuck are they making Toy Story 4? Toy Story 3 is about how they can't make Toy Story 4. Toy Story 2 was... <laughs> I know. I know. Toy Story 2 was about the same thing. I, and they had the they're going to make the same movie they, a third time. They just time. made it again. They just did it again, but bigger. And they were like, oh, this is the end. We're going to fucking kill Woody on screen. <laughs> I like, fuck you i got teary in that moment i was like yo this is fucked up they're gonna murder these yeah, toys sure but that's because they just fucking cheated yeah no like pixar is very good at like cheating their way into your tears yeah that's like their big trick i think i think that's why bugs life and incredibles are my two like that's As fair. somebody who doesn't love Pixar, those two are the top two for me. Bugs Life has a lot of nostalgia attached to it, and Incredibles is like... When was Incredibles? Uh, I want to say 2004, but I genuinely don't know. It, it was 2004. Nice. I used to be very good at remembering You know what was happening dates. in 2004? Uh, George Bush was getting reelected. <sighs> yeah. Remember how Monsters, Inc. is like a metaphor for the oil industry? What? what? Monsters, Inc. is, like, all allegorical about oil. Well, what is... Is laughter supposed to be, like, yeah. solar? No, I think... Yeah, I think laughter is supposed to be, like, clean energy. I Pixar is, like, just both sides enough that I bet, like, laughter is supposed to be clean coal instead of, like, solar energy or whatever. Well, this still comes from children. <laughs> Yeah, they still have to exploit children to get it, so I think it's probably clean coal. They don't even... First of all, they don't pay the kids for their labor, but second of all, I don't think that the monsters get paid either. I mean, So maybe it's like... Maybe it is like some sort of, like, workers-run, like, labor, labor credit system. You know how... You know how Austin talks about, um, like, 
I want to phrase this right. Like, if you're imagining, like, the politics you want in the future, it's not enough to imagine, like, oh, it would be nice if everyone had cheap health care. It's like you imagine something, like, way bigger than that and work mm-hmm. toward that, and then you get, like, free health care on the way, you know? Yeah, you have to, like, imagine things that are even even better than what you think is possible. Is possible. Yeah. I think Pixar struggles with that a lot, you know? Um, yeah. Monsters, Inc. specifically, like, and, and WALL-E, like, both of these movies about, like, environmentalism or whatever mm-hmm. um this is this is my pixar take that's all i got <laughs> what do you think Cora's favorite pixar movie is uh mako's what? is definitely toy story no Cora's favorite pixar movie is definitely like actually a dreamworks movie that she thinks is pixar <laughs> <laughs> like she thinks that's shrek fair. is it's her shrek. favorite <laughs> I don't think Cora watch. I don't think Cora like could watch movies. I think Cora would sit there and watch a movie and like get angry at the protagonist for some reason and then like storm out or something. Do we have anything else to say about Legend of Cora, the the TV show that we do a podcast about? <laughs> I forgot we were doing. I kind of forgotten we were recording once we started talking about Pixar. I'll edit that down to be like a quick fire list, I think. Okay. That's fair. Um, but we did just hit the hour mark. We did just so. hit the hour mark, so we should probably wrap it up. Nora, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Neither Nora. You can find me on other podcasts, Hollow Sweethearts, White Lotus Radio, which is this one, <laughs> uh, Lost Library. Um, soon. E- okay. Either this week or next week, when you're listening to this, you will be able to find me on my new podcast, Pod of Lore. Nice. I don't know whether we are launching on... um, I don't know whether we're launching on the 15th or the 22nd, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be one of those. It's going to be a Friday podcast. Uh, It's going to be a Friday podcast because I have a Monday and a Wednesday, and now I have a Friday. Nice. (laughs) Um... I actually have two Wednesday podcasts, but only one of them I control. I was like, um, oh, this is a Thursday podcast because I don't edit the show, and so I just think of the day that we record. <laughs> um, it's a podcast about mythology and video games, and my co-host is Anna Landon. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Me too. There's some art in the works. It's very good. <laughs> um. You can find me on Twitter at Allison underscore coffee, one L in that. Um, uh, I wanted to say two things, and I don't remember what the things are. The first is... Are you sure it wasn't zero things? The first is that we're recording the first proper episode of uh, Zero Heroes on Sunday. Uh, I should probably ask people if they have questions about Giant Days and whatever. I need to figure a lot of stuff out with that recording. Um if you have preemptive fan mail to send to Zero Heroes, do it. Do it. I'm yeah. I'm send it to uh, beescastgiantbomb.com. <laughs> so it's it'll zero. Be right on the air. It's zero heroes cast at gmail.com or maybe zero heroes at gmail.com. Go with zero heroes cast. Um, okay. I'm very worried that like two dogs and like my nephews are gonna show up on that recording i'm gonna do my best to keep those nephews off that recording but they might be there just two dogs are gonna be on your podcast no no so it's two of my friends and one of my friends is gonna be in their house with their um younger brothers um Mm, and i i love them with my entire heart but they're very loud boys the boys are so loud (laughs) I gotta figure out how we're gonna keep those boys off that recording. Um, Where else can people find you? Just go to my Twitter. I've got a twin, a twinned Pete with a uh, everything in it. I need to start a Twin Peaks podcast. Um, what am I talking about? Oh, people should go listen to. Um, people should go listen to. I'm pulling it up. 
uh, Party of One, which features my friend Nora. She talked about it last oh. week, but I just want to say it because like I listened to that episode yesterday when it went up. And I'm so angry that Nora is this good at role-playing. I'm like, <laughs> very upset with her for making me teary while I'm playing Slay the Spire. <laughs> I love a good monologue. You're pretty good at them. <laughs> anyway, I think I think that's going to wrap us up for this uh, episode of podcast. <laughs> Keep it flamio. Keep it flamio. Bye.